Hey everybody, welcome to Matt Likes Girls, episode four. This week I like Chris and Clifford. Hopefully you're having a good time. What are we in, February? Oh, February. February has been a busy month for me, not so much with the ladies, I'll talk about that in a second, but comedically, it's been very busy doing stuff, um, trying to get it all in before I have to go back to work at the end of the month. So, um, went down to St. Louis on Sunday, did a show with your funniest friends dot com, and uh, did a great show down there, and then went out afterwards to a bar and uh, danced. This is the part about the lady. I danced for about two hours with a very attractive, busty, very busty Asian woman. Uh, I don't dance that often, but God darn it, did I have a good time. It was so much fun. I was doing those weird things where like you both hold hands and then spin around backwards and you come back in the same place. I was like, I didn't know I knew how to do this. I learned. She's like, oh, you're so fun. Uh, I hope that didn't sound. I, I was trying to be a, a girl's voice, not Asian. And uh, it was great. And I was like, oh, I mean, she lives in St. Louis, but, you know, like whatever. And then we are done dancing, and I, I see her walk over and kiss her boyfriend. And I'm like, you up. No dice. No dice on the attractive, busty Asian girl. But I had fun dancing with a busty Asian regardless. And I, I love the phrase busty Asian. So I apologize to anyone that was listening to this to hear Kristen, because you probably did not expect the phrase busty Asian. To come out of your mouth, or my mouth, your mouth. You can say it all you want. I don't care. Uh, we do have Kristen Clifford today, the Quiet Riot, as uh, her button says. She gave me a button. I took it reluctantly. Uh, do check her out at kristenclifford.com. Remember, guys, Kristen only with eyes. No E's in her name whatsoever. I don't know her middle name, but Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Clifford, C-L-I-F-F-O-R-D.com to check her out we had a fun talk it was another one of those uh chats when i was sick so get excited to hear possible snot and stuff are you excited about it oh you are all right very cool very cool uh anything else your funniest friends is the show's going great we, we've been dealing with groupon brought us about 85 people on Saturday, it was a great show, good time. Uh, definitely, uh, if you're interested in the show, check me out, uh, mattriggs.tumblr.com, yourfunniestfriends.com, and follow me on Twitter, at Matt Riggs. So enjoy this talk with Kristen, she's a great girl, we did it in my bedroom, and then we watched, uh, that sounded weird, we did the interview in my bedroom, and then we went to do uh, 30 Rock, we watched 30 Rock, and then I think I went to a stand-up show. Or performed in it. I don't remember if I performed that. I don't know. Nonetheless, uh, I will shut up now and you'll enjoy me talking to Kristen Clifford for an hour. And uh, if I don't see you guys, please do me a favor and enjoy the rest of your life. And if I do see you, say hi. Because uh, although I'm a little socially awkward, overall I'm pretty nice. All right? You guys have fun and enjoy me talking to Casey Clifford, Kristen Clifford. I really hope her middle name is like Francine. I don't think we talked about it, but if her initials were KFC, I would love every minute of it. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, let's just say I am. Okay, enjoy the show.
Oh, goodness. Hey, Kristen. How's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm well. I'm a little sick. Um, I've been sick since around Sunday, but you'll have it. It's winter time. That's what happens. I woke up this morning and I felt kind of... Maybe... Well, you followed me at the open mic. Maybe I gave you my sickness. You probably did. And then I was at Kohl's until like 2 a.m. Ooh, that's... Wow. So, That'll do it. It's actually really fun. Um, I hadn't been there in a while, and so there was a lot of people that I don't see at the other open mics that I go to that were there. It's weird, right? There's like the one group that just goes there. Yeah. Uh, For those that don't, Coles is uh, like the hot, the most popular open mic. It's at Coles Bar in Logan Square here in Chicago. Um, Kristen Clifford, I should say your name. Yeah. And I'll I'll do a little introduction and stuff. Uh, So... Yeah, talk more about that. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was great to be there. Um, I saw, you know, I saw people that I hadn't seen in a while, and I went up, and that was good. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm gonna try and go there more because I work from home on Thursdays now. Nice. So I can be Why out not? later. That's uh, like so you left the open mic we were at and went there. Like, how late did you go on? I went up at a, like, tw- after 12.30. Okay, wow. And, like, I had signed up, I went and signed up at 5.30, but they have a system where if you sign up, if you stay there, you get to go up earlier. And if yeah. You leave. But it wasn't bad overall. I mean, like, you know, the, the comics that were going up were good, and they keep it... Keep it lively? Keep it lively, you know? Okay. They're, they're, cause there was a lot of people there. So. Yes. It's very, way too many, in my opinion. Yeah. You should, like, cut that room in half and open up another <laughs> one across the street, and it would be better, I feel. It's interesting, because I was standing, like, in the back of the the open mic room, because they separated it, and, like, sure, yeah, yeah. watching the ebb and flow of people, because the first second, you're like, oh, my God, it's way too crowded in here. And yeah. then a minute later, it's, like, 15 people have left to go get drinks or, like, talk to their friends in the other room. You're like, oh, it's not so bad. And then it's like, oh, my God, more people. It is yeah. weird. It, it was a... It's a strange thing. I did not like going there when I first started because when you don't know anyone and there's that many people there, it's kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been in a while. I feel like if, if I went now, I would have more fun because I know way more people. Yeah, I think so, you would like it because a lot everyone that I knew were also people that I know that you know. Sure, I know a lot so, of folks. All the folks I know. You know everybody. I do. It's just... Yeah. Saying hello, shaking hands. I'm sure. I was glad handing everyone. It, that's just how I roll. Is that, do no. lady comics shake hands as much as male comics? I always shake hands when I meet someone. Okay. Um, I think that's just kind of a, but if like thing. say you and, uh, my roommate Amy Sumter, who will be a future guest of the show, like say you see each other, you don't shake hands. We would probably, I mean, I'm good friends with Amy, so I probably hug her because okay. she's my friend. Okay. But yeah, like lady comics, I feel like when I run into, if I've met them before and I've gotten to be friendly, we usually hug. Okay. And I hug men- male comics too, though. That's a, okay. I mean, maybe if people just, maybe I or people like to hug me or I like to hug people. You could be huggable that or That could a be, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like, or you shake hands or you kind of like do something like the, the side hug. Yeah, the side hug, a little fist the, like, of some sort. Yeah. Sup, high five. There's, I think, no. It's just weird to me that you, when you see each other every day, that you need to still shake hands. It is funny. It's a, it's a weird, like, um, thing to think about in other cultures too the other greetings because like i uh for one of my international marketing classes we were talking about just doing business in other countries and how like shaking hands is not something that you would do in certain countries and like the left hand is bad in certain countries and it's like some countries where they only and this is gross i apologize but like they use that hand for the toilet yeah and that's why it's considered like very offensive to even show that hand to someone so it's just really interesting to think about like how does that develop 
and yeah. I don't know that much about it. I'm just I'm like it would be interesting to know more. It but would be. um like you know certain gestures and certain greetings that we do here that are totally normal that would be that we would have to go if we went somewhere else we'd have to figure out what do they do? Do they bow sure, like in Japan? Offensive? Yeah. You bow and um I like the bow. That would be fun. The bowing thing. And what if like, the stand-up comedy community just started, we're just bowing and curtsying? I think we should, like, start, you know, like, how to, like, like, how Japanese people, it's like, if you bow, you have to bow lower and deeper to show more respect. Sure. And then it would turn into a whole thing, like, can you believe that this person's getting deeper bows than me? Yeah, what's up with that? What's what the flip, yeah. you know? Why didn't that person bow deeper than <laughs> I deserve a deeper bow from that person. <laughs> it would just feed even more into people's neuroses. That's I think we should we, totally start this. I think that would be wonderful. I mean, I love everyone, and I don't want them to be more neurotic. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they need to be, right? <laughs> I think it would be great if that was a thing, and like, just to make people who were coming to open mics who were non-comics feel even more like, what's going on? They're sure. like, everyone's bowing. Some people are curtsying. <laughs> it's very Edwardian. Um, could I choose? Could I curtsy? I really I think like so. curtsy. I think you I like could. Sticking that leg out and just kind of looking I think, dainty. I don't ascribe to heteronormative gender roles. I mean, I think people might think that curtsying is a female thing. I, well, but you should do what you feel comfortable with. If you're in a kilt, I would think that you must curtsy because that's the appropriate thing for a skirt. Yeah. But what about shorts? Shorts. Because I mean, you can You could easily curtsy with shorts. You could do a plie. I don't know. Is that a ballerina term? Plie is kind of like what a curtsy is, actually. Okay. Is it a, a dancer? Would a dancer do that? Yes. A dancer okay. would plie. Well, not like as a greeting, but they would do, they, they'd probably do that on a regular basis, I assume. Okay. All right. I'm learning I so assume. Much. You should assume. Um, so, I don't... This is the longest conversation that we will ever have had up to this date. I would say, and I'm I'm not upset with that. Probably because I mostly see you at open mics where yeah. the conversations are are intermittent. And we were at a bar once, but there were a bunch of people there, yeah. so we were involved in in longer conversations, but not necessarily. Uno it wasn't a hard to heart like we're having right now. Like we're having such a hard to heart. Looking at my bed, how nice it is. It looks very nice. It's not nice, and I'm gonna give the listeners a picture. Uh, <laughs> I I sleep alone, like the song, uh, and I think it's I drink alone. But I have, like, where the other person would be in a bed is usually close. Uh, varying degrees of cleanliness, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then I have multiple blankets and pillows. And that uh, looks like I'm going on a trip, but that's actually what I use to take my dirty clothes and wash them and bring them back clean. Makes sense. I am not in charge of my life. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. My apartment was so messy up until last weekend, and I had I cleaned it thoroughly. Nice. And it... It looks good now. I feel like a human. The one advantage of having a roommate, because I think you live alone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one advantage of having a roommate is that I do try, I'm not always great at it, but I do try to keep the common area relatively nice, and we have chores and such. Yeah, it spurs you on. Like, or even if, like, when I used to live, I used to live with Alexandra Sarpalis, who you know. Um, when I live with her, it would be like, if she was cleaning her room, I'm like, Sh- I should probably be cleaning my room. Sure, you get that initiative like, of like, oh, no, why am I not cleaning? If she's cleaning. cleaning, and then you put on music, and you're just yeah. like talking to each other, and you're cleaning, sure. and, and it's kind of a fun activity. That's why I could never hire a cleaning service, because I would feel like I would need to start cleaning when they're here cleaning. Yeah, I, it is awkward, and I think a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say that, like, oh, you clean up before the cleaning service sure, comes. Don't look like, or if you're staying in a hotel, you know yeah. they're gonna come and like make your bed, but you still don't want to be like the jerk guest where they come in and they're like stupid, you jerk know face. That's not completely true though, because I lived, uh, I spent five years of my life working at Indiana Beach. 
And, uh, with that crow? With the Ivy Crow. That's his <laughs> name. Rocky Raccoon. That was named after the log flume ride. And, uh, Cornball Jones, named after the Cornball Express, which is a roller coaster. I only knew about the crow. Oh, there's more mascots. <laughs> and there's more than corn in Indiana. There's Indiana Beach. But, uh, the five years I lived there, I never had to clean where I lived because, uh, the lady that, like, ran the park thought, these guys can't take care of themselves. We'll send our hotel cleaning staff over to clean their houses and make their beds. So every week on Thursday or whatever day it was, this, this group of like four people would come over, uh, like vacuum and clean our beds and all this stuff. So like your apartment that you just lived in or was it like housing provided by? It was provided by Indiana Beach. Okay, that makes slightly more. So they I was getting, very they like... were looking out for their own property at the same time. Sure. But also they were cleaning my stuff and our showers That's and stuff like interesting. that. That so, sounds nice but it actually. Got to the, we got to the point where we didn't care because we're just, you know, you're working six days a week. You're just living your life. It's not like you're going to clean up until they yelled at us for being so horribly <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> they were like, it's been seven days. How yeah, is that? Well, we threw a lot of parties. There would be a lot of cans and bottles around. So it was like a frat house. The closest I've ever gotten to a frat house was that house. And it was fun for the summer, but I couldn't have done it all the time. No. Yeah. I need to take that little break. Frat house, it's, it's interesting what people live like when they're in college and how it's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that college experience until I quit college and moved to Indiana Beach. <laughs> It was weird. Yeah, I mean, I went to school at University of Illinois in Champaign. So okay. there's a ton of fraternities. And so sure. in my fair share of fraternity houses, either at parties or visiting friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Like, just. Right? I mean, I'm like, it's not even like the people were discussing. It was like, yeah, our house probably has asbestos. I don't know. <laughs> like, like I lived in a sorority house one year, and like we even we had like a creepy. You were in a sorority. I know everyone's always like, "Excuse me." No, I. Well, <laughs> that's fine. And what was the name of your sorority? Delta Zeta. Okay. I was only in it for two years. Um, you know, my sister was in it. My okay. my actual sister. Sure. Um, yeah. And like. I had a bunch of sisters after that. And they were all my sisters for life. Uh, it wasn't really my thing. I actually like probably only went to like maybe two sorority events. So this would be sophomore junior year? Yeah, sophomore okay. junior year. So you rushed your freshman year? I rushed then... sophomore year actually. Oh, okay. I didn't do, I didn't sophomore. And okay. so like sophomore junior year I was in it and you were required to live there for one year. So sure. I lived there junior year and even we had like a creepy room where we called it like Freddy's room where there was just things that we didn't understand in the basement. Like, yeah. And it had like a really old, like eighties exercise bike. Are you in giving there. away secrets that you're going to be banned from? No, the, I the house. I quit, life. so oh, I'm okay. pretty sure I'm already banned for life. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you this, and we'll get back to Freddy's room because I'm curious. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who I did a podcast with, who I'm no longer friends with, and she was in a sorority for a little while as well, but she wouldn't give away any of the secrets of the sorority because she felt like it was a an honored tradition and she didn't want to do that do you feel the same way about that mm, i probably wouldn't give away any of the secrets mostly because i don't remember them okay um yeah. but yeah i mean like maybe not on a publicly available podcast, podcast sure. but i could teach you the handshake oh, after this so i could totally get into the house yeah that might be weird I can wear they probably know yeah they probably know you can get into because you have to do the handshake actually to get into the chapter meeting Oh. Whenever we had our chapter meetings, um, you would have to, um, 
you'd have to do the handshake and say the password before you could be allowed in. Does the password change ever, or it's always the same? Seems like if you're quitting, you could just be saying the password right. all over the place. I don't know if it changed. I mean, it was always the same when I was there, but I don't know if they changed it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Tell me more about Freddy's room. Oh, so Freddy's room, like, the house had, like, a basement, and in the basement was, like, couches and a TV and stuff and the laundry. But then there was this room that was just, like, storage, but there was, it was just, like, a crawl space with, like, a dust floor. Okay. And there was, like, an exercise bike in there that no one knew where it was from and, like, boxes of weird <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And like, girls who had died in probably, the house. Pro- probably. Like, so we just called it Freddy's room because we said it was, like, a go- like, I don't the exactly, like, the legend. Yeah. yeah. And it was really creepy and, like... Someone tried to exercise in there one time, and with the bike, I think so. The old and, rusty bike, and she got real. I don't know. Oh no! Do you think she's now a ghost? She's probably a ghost. Is she in your dreams? Probably. I can't even remember like half of the people that I even talked to that were in that. Because like everyone, sure. I no one really yeah. know, engaged with me. They all thought I was really quiet, which I, is true. Yeah, you're the quiet storm. Yeah, the quiet riot. Mm-hmm. My bad. I you can call me. I like the quiet storm as well. Quiet storm. Um, you should put some of your hair like a white streak through it, and then you. Can yeah. Like, I guess storm. That, that was rogue. rogue, but still, regardless. Like anywhere you're going. Yeah. Um, I made a reference. Because storm is better. Being storm is better than being rogue because rogue can't touch gambit, which is just unfortunate. Cause it it's is a sexy yeah. cartoon. Yeah, that is. Like, yeah. I mean. Those, yeah, storm. Storm's got her powers too. Yeah, well, Storm can fly and change the weather. That's pretty impressive. Rogue can basically just, what, melt people by she touching? She can take other people's powers. Oh, is that and, what it is? Yeah, I forgot. I used die, to watch that regularly. Oh. Well, apparently there's more to it in the comic, obviously, because there's tens of years, hundreds of years. Yeah. Hundreds, but there will be a point where there's hundreds of years of X-Men. Like, That's how weird would that be? Weird. I, because, like, yeah, can you imagine? Because if you're a completist. Yeah. You'd have to read all of those. Sure. Or at least like some sort of maybe like Cliff's Notes version I mean, when did to Superman catch you start? up. Like the 20s? The, yeah, long time ago. So we're coming up on 100 years of Superman. That's kind of crazy. That's weird, right? Yeah, like 20 or 30. I mean, I feel like. It's got to be. I like, mean, it was definitely a long time ago. Sure. But I'm guessing there's stuff that's in our normal day life that's been around for over. I mean, obviously some stuff. I'm sure this building that we're in, prob- no, no, I, don't know. I think this, this is probably is built. In but the there's 20s. buildings downtown that have been mm-hmm. easily for over 100 years. Yeah, it's weird. I I'm torn on that because I love history, but at the same time, uh, why should we let those people tell us what our stuff should look like? <laughs> that's kind of the way I look at it. It is. Know. It is weird. What could I do with that land? Maybe I could do something cool with it. So maybe we need to vote on if something's good or not. Like tear down old buildings, put yeah, up new not? buildings. Sure, we could. Every hundred years, the city gets burnt. <laughs> the city of Chicago is raised every hundred years. I think that would be a wonderful. Thing. We'd have to talk like that. Yeah, of course. If roaring, we did it, the Roaring Twenties. We'd have to talk like that. So you went to U of I because mm-hmm. I went to IU. So we got the IU. You have to call yours U of I. U of I. So it's not as cool. You gotta say Urbana. Do you? Well, isn't that the main campus though? It is, but like people think that you mean UIC sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with I that. I guess up here they would maybe, but, but even like, around the state they would. I I don't know. Yeah, I always I guess I always just say in Champaign. Okay. Or Urbana, same difference. All right. Are you from that? Where are you from? I don't even know. I'm from Evergreen Park, which is um Evergreen south, Park. like southwest. West. I feel like no, I think that's Elmer's Park. 
There's all these little park stuff. How far is that from the city of Chicago? Um, like from where we are, it would probably take like 40 minutes. You just bad. take 57 south. Okay. What cities are, is that a city? It's called Elmer's? Evergreen Park. Evergreen, Evergreen Park. Park is a village, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, right. but it's near, it's like next to Oakland. It's actually right by like Chicago, like, residential chicago like okay. mount greenwood and is it close to county line road no i don't know kedzie and pulaski oh sure okay yeah. so like that and then ways. how far south like mm. any idea what the number of roads oh like 95 95th street oh okay street. yeah so like, oh, okay so yeah like 90 yeah mm-hmm. like my I, I used to run 90th in albany okay so nice good it's great. Yeah. It's really great. So it was a weird conversation. I don't know what one. That's where I'm from. Um, the Unabomber is also from there. Who is the Unabomber? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got to be great. It's a, it's a selling point for that place. Did you hang out with the Kaczynski family or? No, they're much older than me. But it was funny because like whenever that happened, I think we were I don't know like I was like in seventh or eighth grade maybe. Uh, he went to the public high school in Evergreen Park. And sure. they were interviewing people like, what did you think? Like, you know, like he graduated from this school and this woman was like, well, cause he was very smart, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, at least we know he got a really good education. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and he used it to like murder people. Sure. You crazy town. Yes. Although his, didn't he go to the University of Michigan as well? Am I wrong on that? I think you're right. Okay. So Sounds he, right. He or maybe got... Western Michigan. Okay. Michigan something. It's in Michigan. It's in your hands somewhere in the state of Michigan. Um, so that helped as well, probably him getting smarter and, uh, seems to be a psychopath or a sociopath at least. I would say probably both. Which I don't is worse. I don't even know. Sociopaths just feel no remorse. Okay. Psychopaths know what they're doing and don't care, I think is the thing. Okay. I doubt, yeah, I doubt he felt remorse. So probably both. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to four years of college. It's been more. It's been less. How long was it? For undergrad, I went to four years of college. You went to grad school? Are you... You recently graduated. Yeah, right? I got my master's degree in December. Um, in the month of December, or yes. that's the time that you got it. You had, you received it in December, or you took your master's degree about the month of December. What do you mean? Like some people <laughs> master in business, some people you mastered in the month of December. Is what oh. I, said. I was trying <laughs> to make a joke. About, you know everything about the month of December ever. Yes, I got my master's degree in the month of December. Okay. So no, happened I, to also <laughs> happen in the month of December. Uh no, I got yeah, yeah, I got my master's degree and I and the graduation was in December. Oh, okay, all right, that's fine. In what what for? Like, what did you get a master's degree in? I got it in uh, integrated marketing communications. Ooh! Everyone always thinks it sounds really fancy. You're putting two things because of the integrated yeah, yeah. word, but yeah, it's basically just marketing communications. Okay. Mishmash together. And you hope to have your masters and that'll get you in comedy clubs or what's the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, um <laughs> shame I just did an interview the uh, with the L stop, uh Tamale interviewed me and I kind of explained the whole reasoning behind my getting my master's degree, but I can explain it to you as well. Sure. I don't know what pun. that other thing is. Is that a, a a blog? It's a blog she's doing um Okay. I'll show it to you after after we, we do this, but bless you. And, it was a cough, but thank you very much. Oh, was it? It's not yeah. like a sneeze. I coughed like uh, a sneeze. No, so it kind of like always was in the back of my mind that I was thinking that I maybe wanted to get a master's degree. And uh actually like 
I was always like, I don't have time and I want to do comedy. Like, I don't know. Like, what, you know, what sense does this make? Sure. And then, uh, actually, like, my grandfather had two master's degrees. Uh, and he was also a Chicago police officer and had seven children and earned three degrees while he had kids and stuff. Wow. So I was always like, how can I say I don't have time? And then he actually passed away. And after he passed away, I was like, I really want to do this, like, for myself and for him, like, to kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, because it just meant something to me to do it. So that's really why I did it. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I also am trying to, from a practical standpoint, like, kind of build up, like, a consulting sort of business so that I can do comedy and not have to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a regular nine to five, but still make enough money. Sure. To survive. That's a great idea. So, yeah, you know, it is, it seemed kind of dichotomous, but, or not, whatever, that's not the right word, but like, you so, use whatever words however you want to <laughs> use them. So it does seem sort of at odds, like, why are you doing this when you want to do comedy? And one of the other things, like, I want to do also is maybe someday have a business where I help people with branding using comedy and improv stuff. Okay. So they're both kind of like together. The more legitimacy I gain as a comic, the more legitimacy I would have with that business. Sure, of course. So. That's that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, getting all that out there. I mean, obviously, my first choice would be to make it with comedy and not oh, have to do anything else. Sure, but of course. Yeah, but it's always <laughs> a good idea to have that alone. But, you know, you got to be pragmatic about it. What, okay, let me ask you this. Uh, what could I do to brand myself? For you? For me. Yeah, you need to just, um, I mean, figure out how you want to present yourself as a comedian. Okay. Um, I mean, at first you just need to probably work on, uh, you know, we, we don't really need to work. We you know what I mean, but it, it, I'm talking to you and comedians in general. Okay, so sure. like, don't be like, um, Kristen, I've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so figure out what your style is and how you could market yourself. Okay. Uh, like how would you, cause for example, uh, we could take like two comedians, you know, like if you're junior Stavka, uh-huh. you're going to market yourself much differently than if you're me. Okay. Um, yeah, as a sure. comedian. So figure out your brand, maybe like think about things that kind of go with it. Think about shows that you want to do that you feel like fit in with your vibe. Okay. Or bring your vibe to different shows and like, you know, develop if you want to have merchandise or even just like your website, think about what you want it to look like. Ooh, that right. would be representative of you. Like for me, I'd probably have like something bright and cute. Sure. And someone else might want something, you know, like zany or zany and wacky, yeah. uh, or dark and like. Okay. I don't know. All right. Uh, it's a good. It's a good way to look at it. Like some people just they're like, I just need to write jokes and do comedy. But there is a point where it becomes more than that. Yeah, you yourself. I mean, when you think about all the bigger comics, it's a brand of comedy, really. Yeah. When you go to see a Maria Bamford show, you have an expectation of what you're going to see. Sure, of course. Um, and yeah. Not necessarily the joke she's going to tell, but like the type of humor that you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And it's very different from what you would see if what you would be expecting if you went to see Louis C.K. Sure. Or Louis Black or somebody like that. Totally. All right. I we the closest thing I get to that is probably the Your Funniest Friends group. We try to keep the material similar, like by the people that we book or by the shows we do. The one problem we're having with that now is that we're in a space that's, um, you know, a lot of people that come into the the bar on its own, I won't say the name of the bar, but are maybe not the type of comedian or fans of comedy that we do. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to just continue to do that comedy until we get those people that we want in the door. So is that, would that be branding? Like just continuing to just push ahead what you want and, and then... You know, you'd bust through this 
wave of I'm just talking at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, if you want to keep doing what you're doing and, and and find the audience for that. And like two probably really good examples of, of shows that have done that in Chicago would be Comedians You Should Know and the Lincoln Lodge. Okay. I mean, you know what to expect there even if you're even you could go to the Lincoln Lodge and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in any way saying that either of those shows is predictable, but you have an expectation of like, okay, I kind of have an idea of what kind of show. I'm sure, see yeah, yeah. Because they they're very careful about the way that they book things. Yeah, and they're known for more of an alternative. Band. Yeah, Lincoln Lodge is like an alternative band, and the comedians you should know is obviously going to feature the comedians you should know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they did a very great job branding that themselves. That is really good. You know, yeah. you think of, you're like he's a comedian I should know. Yeah, and so you, you know those guys have done. A really good job of yeah. of of creating a brand for themselves in and just four years. Yeah, I mean it takes a while, but they and they they've really they've they've nailed it. Have I you say. created a Kristen Clifford brand? I am trying to. Um, you know that's what I got my my buttons mm-hmm. that say the Quiet Ride on them. Sure. And I have my business cards. I just saw your new business card. It's, it's very pretty, fun. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to. Um, and you know maybe it'll change as time goes by. But I have an idea of you know yeah how I want to present myself. You have a website as well. I, I do. Guess. Yeah, kristenclifford.com. Um, check it out, everybody. Check it out, everybody. Spell Kristen with K R I S T I N. Why? Why would they do that to you? Is that an, is that a Common Kristen? I, you know, it's getting more common, but most people seem to spell it with E. Yeah. And, uh. If I, I I will try my best to not do this, but there's a chance I might put you up as Kristen with an E on the, on the. I was actually thinking about buying Kristen with an E Clifford.com and just having it redirect to my website because it seems like people, because I, it happens all the time. People will actually like, even they're responding to an email from me. And they spell my name wrong. And I yeah. think it's just probably because they know someone who spells it the other way. You just, your hands are used to typing Kristen with an E. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I don't know. It might change, but I have an idea, like, you know, cause my type of comedy, you've seen me. I have. I, is a certain way. And sure. That's how would you describe your type of comedy? <sighs> I had a few thoughts in my head, but I'd rather you do. I would it. like to hear what you say, cause I always, people always tell me things that are revelations to me. Okay. About the way that they perceive me. I, I basically, my goal is to try and do comedy that my, uh, I would not be embarrassed to have my grandmother see. Okay. Um, for the most part, some sure. of my jokes I wouldn't tell in front of my grandma. Yeah. Um, I just want to be, uh, known for being, I guess, more clever than having like, dirty stuff or whatever sure. and there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff i think you can do dirty if it's clever mm-hmm. i think you can do anything if it's got a good take to exactly it clever. so um yeah, yeah that's kind of and i just kind of uh yeah i'm really bad at like like i said i'm always, i just kind of do what i like and then okay. i discover later what people think about it well i will <laughs> say i will say uh clever is definitely one of the things i was thinking also, sort of a, a a little bit of a slow burn. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that is definitely there. You're you're very likely to, and I don't think this is bad. I think this happens with a lot of comedians. Like by the third joke, there everyone's going to be on board, which I think you kind of need to do that anyway. But like, the first couple jokes, they're just kind of like, "Who the hell's this?" <laughs> All right, that's kind of funny. And then by the third one, you should have the people in the palm of your hands. I've heard some people say, like, your first few jokes should just be throwaway. It's just more of creating who you are on stage. Yeah. It was, I've heard too, like, you should open with maybe like your second or third best joke. Yeah. And then 
like, you know, pack the middle with the good stuff and have, like, a great closer. Sure. I don't know. And, like, I was thinking about it, too, because uh, do you know who Wendy Liebman is? I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a comedian that I, because I used to watch, um, like, stand-up spotlight when She's I was a kid. She's cats a lot. Yeah. Is she? Um, I used to watch like Santa Spotlight a lot when I was a little kid and stuff. And she's one of those, she is also a slow burn where she'll say, like, one of her jokes is old. Like, it's probably, you're probably gonna be like, that's not funny. But, um, she was like, you know, me and my husband just got divorced. Uh, it was really tough because there was a child involved, my ex-husband. Yeah. So she says, like, really, like, sure. like, so I kind of do that and it's not, as, uh, so I think I've probably been either, well, obviously, consciously and unconsciously influenced by her. Good work, Wendy Liebman. Way to go. Love her. Did it. She's really funny. I saw her at Zanies last year. Oh, really? She's still out in the boot? Yeah, she's still in the boot. She was uh, headlining there. It was fun. Very good. Um, I I don't know what type of comedy I want to do. I think I'm too early in to know. Um, I like being funny, I think. I want to be more me on stage, and I don't. Like, last night I was because I just didn't care. Like, it was just like, I'm just going to go up there and dick around. I, that was really, Matt imitated Arslan last night. And I it did. Was... He's a local Turkish comedian. <laughs> it was very fun. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in that mood where I don't care, so I'm just going to entertain myself. I think that's great. I mean, you should definitely be doing stuff that you think is funny. Yeah. I really love some of the new stuff that I've seen you do, like the whole uh, Subway sure. act out is one of my favorites uh, because it's just like... It's it's gr- a great joke that I love those kind of jokes where it's like, all right, he's doing this. This is great. And mm-hmm. in the middle, you're like, all right, he's still doing this. Yeah. And then it comes around to being like, this is great. He is still <coughs> doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I did it. I'm, the only thing I don't like about it is it really has no end. Like, I leave, but it just never gets like a... Maybe a few times people will be like, yay, or whatever. But it normally just kind of ends on <laughs> silence. So uh, if you don't know the joke, uh, I'm sure it's on the web somewhere. But uh, I did this thing at an open mic where I did the bit, and then after I got done purchasing the thing, I went and sat down, and I just uh, I made up a person in the in the, like that I talked to at the subway, and I just told her how hard it was to eat a sandwich with chains, and then like had a conversation with her. She ended <laughs> up the fiance of, of uh, like Jason Bateman or some sort of celebrity. I don't remember who it was, and then she asked me what sandwich I got. So then I re went through the order again, like the whole fucking thing, and. I don't know if an audience would be willing to go along with that, but it made me so happy <laughs> at that open mic. And the three people in the audience, I think, were just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Or whatever. I don't know. It's about time I enjoyed myself. I think so. Yeah. It's very important. It is. I realize. So what's the future? Like, what do you... It's anybody's guess, so there's no good reason for getting all depressed. You know that? Okay. Um, <laughs> Blossom, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. The sun is going to show this shine. I had a friend. Bow, now, now, bow, now. I had a friend that dated the older brother from Blossom. Anthony? Oh, my God. Anthony I had a huge son. crush on him. Apparently kind of a dick. Michael Stoyanov? Yeah. I know his real name. Don't well, so did she. She, <laughs> she Yeah, she probably knew uh, more than his real name. What? Oh, she did. She did. I'm super jealous. She, <laughs> he wrote with her, I believe. <laughs> but it's fine. He was hot. Uh, I don't know about now. I, I heard oh, yeah. he was kind of like... On the show, he was hot, though. Oh, sure. That's what I mean. He's like a drug addict, though. How's that not attractive? It's sexy. Yeah. You know? Then he became an EMT. He was damaged, and then he was a hero. Sure, of course. He was rarely on the show, and he wasn't Joey Lawrence. That so show I liked him. really strange, by the way. It, the, yeah. In retrospect, it was super weird. I watched it. Um, I still like Maya Bialik. She's good on the Big Bang Theory. 
Um, sorry, I won't try my best to stop singing Phoebe theme songs. <laughs> it is a small wonder. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so, like, how long do you, if comedy is something that you're going to pursue, which it seems like it is, what's, when do you move? When do you stay? Like, how, have you even thought about that whole stuff? Yeah, and it's so hard because, um, there, you know, I think everyone probably who does comedy has their ups and downs where you, like, feel great. And you're like, yes, I'm oh. going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do it all. Sure. And then the next day you're like, I'm just going to quit comedy because, yeah. you know, I hate my life no and I hate myself. I don't, yeah. um, I don't think I'm, I, I mean, I don't have plans to move anytime soon because I feel like Chicago is a city where I can get a lot of stage time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not doing stage time in the major venues here, I don't think it's going to be any easier for me totally. in yeah, yeah. another city. So, you know, I... I'm also like, I like to be overprepared. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I'm going to move, I want to know yeah. that I've got like solid credits. Sure, of course. And I mean, you know, you don't even necessarily have to move sometimes. I mean, yeah. you do and you don't, I guess. Or I mean, like, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Eventually, you probably do have to move. Probably. I've been thinking about it. That last snowstorm made me want to move very badly. Yeah, I'm kind of just, I think my other thing is I'm like, I'll just wait until, mm, like, a bunch of the people that I like and talk to move, <laughs> and then I'll just move and I'll know everyone. Sure. You know, because yeah, I'm yeah. very, like, uh, uh, and especially, I think it's different for me, too, because I'm from here. Mm-hmm. So, in addition to, like, my friends in the comedy scene, I have my other friends and my family. family yeah. So, uh, I understand, like, why people who have transplanted themselves to Chicago to do comedy are just like, well, F it, I'm just going to move now, because, like, they don't have, I mean... Not saying they don't have roots here, but it's yeah, like, it's not you know, the same. it's a little, I've probably a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess, yeah, that's kind of my thing. I think I would be ready to move when I feel like I've got like achieved what I want to achieve here. Okay. But uh, you, do you have like, you've written down or thought about goals that you want to do? Yeah. Or definitely things. Yeah. Okay. No, I have goals. Um, yeah, definitely. Obviously, obviously that's, you, you kind of have to work towards. Something. Something. Sure. Um, yeah. so yeah, definitely. Of course I have goals. You know, that's what we are, we're all doing. We're all doing, Even trying goals. to get, I just want to get paid, basically. Right? Yeah. And I've been thinking lately, I just read, uh, Mindy Kaling's book. Okay. And she got me thinking, cause, uh, you know, there's all different paths you can take to a comedy, successful comedy career. And I'm like, I've never really thought about writing for TV, mm-hmm. but I like to write. And I'm like, maybe I'll take a, a, Writing for TV class. Yeah, that Sure. Goes. Apparently, IO has a good writing. Yeah, class that is what I've heard. So, I might tr- try that out. Um, cause at the very least, like I said, I like to be overprepared. I'm like, you'd have a body of work. Yeah. If the opportunity ever arose. Well, I think that's a great idea to and have. And a basic idea to have the structure. You yeah. Know? I mean, do you have any sort of writing packet or anything like that? <sighs> of, like, jokes? No, no. Like, uh, sketches, scripts. No. I don't. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I, I haven't written sketch in a long time, um, like, not since 2009, probably. Okay. And most of the stuff that I have was co-written with other people. Sure. So, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't have a packet of work um, yeah. that I could show, which would be one goal of taking that class. I don't know that I'd be the greatest sketch writer, but we'll see. Well, I... I don't necessarily know if like how many jobs there are out there for sketch writers. No, but I think if you're a good sketch writer, you'd probably be decent at writing sitcoms yeah, and so on sure. and so forth. But it's so hard when you like I just I perform stand up like four to five times a week, mm-hmm. open mic or not. It's hard for me to then be like, now I'm going to write sketch comedy or now I'm going to write a script. Yeah. It's tough to just change your mindset. Plus it's so so much harder. 
It is. Than just standing up on the mic or even doing a podcast like this. This is easy. Well, yeah, and when you're writing for yourself, yeah, you it's very easy to be like, this is funny because I know exactly how I'm going to deliver it. Sure. But when you write a sketch, it's like it could be, I don't know. It, it is harder. And also, like, I write for a job. Like, that's what I do for my day job. Okay. So lots of times when I get home, I'm like, I don't feel like writing anything. That totally makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to sit and watch TV. Oh, that, I don't do that. I mean, I watch a lot of Netflix. I've been watching stuff illegally online recently. Mm. I caught up on the second season of Workaholics. I don't know if you've watched that. I have not. I'm way behind on things that I should have seen. Workaholics is funny. It's a good I'm too show. busy watching like ABC Family shows. Oh, why? Just see what Joey Lawrence looks like now? Or <laughs> I do watch like that show. That show is bad. He looks terrible. Yeah. And what's really funny is they keep changing his hair. Like, one week I'll have hair, mm-hmm. and it's clearly fake. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't know if they're just showing them out of sequence or what the deal What is. is the name of the show? Melissa and Joey. Oh. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart? Melissa Joan Hart. From uh, Clarissa? Was she? Clarissa? Yeah, she's on Clarissa <laughs> Explains It All and Sabrina the Teenage Same Witch. Same girl for both. Mm-hmm. She's rolling in dope, she I would guess. Doing okay. Yeah. I just found out today, I was listening to Mark Maron's podcast, that Paul Feig, the guy that directed Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. was a main, like a main character on uh, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, I think he was like uh, a teacher. A teacher, yeah. Because yeah, I'm so like, weird. I can picture him, yeah. It's so strange. He's a, he's a, he was a weird character on that show. Yeah. Was uh, he a witch? No, he was her teacher. Uh, I, I don't think he was a witch. A I don't know. Of either, either of the ladies? No. But that, that never happened? I just, I don't like, I mean, I haven't watched the show, um, you're not recently. recently. I, I will be, I will not lie. When I was unemployed, I DVR'd Sabrina the Teenage Witch and I watched it every day. And that was like two years ago. Okay. And I'm not embarrassed to admit it. You shouldn't but, be. Why would you be embarrassed to admit it? No, it's fine. <laughs> but I am totally embarrassed Nick to admit Mackay it. Nick was the cat. He's can hilarious. We, can we edit this part out? No, there will be um, no editing. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I don't remember. I just remember him being like it, creepy. And weird in scenes, but I don't know exactly what role he played. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Guys, this has been Matt and Kristen for <laughs> Sabrina <laughs> the Teenage <laughs> Witch Talk. It's a new podcast on the Matt Riggs Network. It'll be number seven because uh, I clearly don't have enough to do. So why not have some more podcasts? It's it's getting pathetic. Um, I have to stop podcasting. You do podcast a lot. I do. I do. I have four active podcasts. <laughs> And I just need to take, I don't know. I think I talked about this on another podcast. That's the worst part is I don't have new stuff to talk about. I mean, we're talking about you, which is good because that's what we should have. You're the guest on Madeline's Girls. Humiliating myself with my lack of marketing knowledge and, and your love for Sabrina. And my love for, for ABC Family. Yeah. People are going to be like, how does that girl have a master? She could barely answer their question. Mm-hmm. And then she talked about how much she loved ABC Family. I don't what you guys don't know is this is subversive marketing oh. for ABC Family. Oh, am I being used by mm-hmm. ABC Family? Yep. I'm on Pretty Little Liars. Sorry. Was that another TV show? <laughs> it's ABC. A TV show. I don't have cable, so I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I have cable. I have Netflix. It might be on Netflix. I'm I mean, not sure. I use Hulu from time to time. And I use illegal websites that my dad gave me to watch shows on the internet. I like that they're from your dad. They were. He sent me four websites to watch movies and TV shows. <laughs> and I'm afraid I'm going to get a virus on my computer or something from watching these. You might. Yeah, cause I, don't I don't know. I don't have an Apple, so I could get a virus. Oh, 
Yeah, I don't have. I have a Toshiba. Oh, boo. Laptop. But I also have an iPad. What? What? Look at you rolling in dough. It's true. Where did you get this iPad? Do you buy it for yourself? No, it was a gift. Oh, bogus. I'm nodding like people can. Yes, it well, was a I gift. Got it. <laughs> but it's, that's kind of, it's a great gift. I'm not going to lie. But you also, that gift comes along with monthly payments, right? No. Don't you have to get the service to get the internet? Uh, I mean, I just use it at home on my Wi-Fi. You can use, Wi-Fi. you can hook up to Wi-Fi. Oh. Uh, if you wanted, yeah, if you wanted to take it, uh, a boot. Take it out, out and about. But, like, I'm probably only planning to use it, like, for trips. And then if I'm staying in a hotel, typically they'll have uh, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi for guests. Sure, if you go to a double tree, definitely. You can mm-hmm. also get a waffle. Nice. I don't know if you like, you got to get up early enough that the waffle bar is still rocking. But, waffle bar. And usually Otis Pumpernickel, I don't think that's the right word, but Otis. Otis Spunkenmeyer muffins. Yeah, the muffins. AKA diabetes. <laughs> yes, diabetes in a, in a, in a bag. Sure. <laughs> I was just talking to my sister about how people used to think muffins were healthy, I feel there like. There was a period of time where right? muffins seemed healthy. I'm not crazy. And I'm like, muffins are cake. They're just cake. They're cake without frosting. Yeah. They're yeah. really just cake. And it's crazy how we thought they were healthy for a while. Yeah. And bagels. Bagels not healthy? Not even like wheat bagels? They're not bad. They're not as bad for you as a muffin. Okay. But it's like, I mean, it's still like four or 500 calories. Well, you got to burn those calories with cutting that bagel. Yeah. you got to go through that bagel. It's hard. <laughs> No, I used to get muffins, but they were, and they were the Otis. Those are delicious, though. My, the chocolate, chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. Amazing. My parents used to get mini muffins, and we get mini chocolate chocolate from Kroger. I don't know I, if you're familiar I with I am Kroger. familiar with Kroger. Um, it was just at Kroger in Atlanta. Oh, that's I right. Remember. And I responded on Facebook because <laughs> I love Kroger. Um, I didn't know there was Kroger that far south. Yeah, that's not actually the only place I've been to Kroger because my aunt and uncle used to live there and we would go. <coughs> what were you doing in Atlanta? I was visiting my best friend and also my cousin was getting married. Oh, neat. And I also did the open mic at Laughing Skull. How is that? I, it's so weird. I just talked about that. I don't know why I'm pointing at my monitor. <laughs> but I just talked it's about... It's in there. <laughs> I just had a different podcast with an interview with a dude and he lives in Atlanta. And was talking about that open mic. Oh, who was it? Uh, you don't know him. He designs all the Matt Riggs show art. I don't oh, know if you've okay. seen. Have you seen the Matt Riggs show art? No, or I haven't. This is the art for the show that we're doing. <laughs> it's cute. Matt likes girls. You guys, look at your computer screen. You'll yeah, see you'll what see what like. we're looking at right now. Uh, he also like this. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and also my f- he did this when I was still friends with Jesse, and it's so weird. I should really and this one of Joe and I. Oh, that that's great. Right? That's so cool. <laughs> His name's Robert Tutwiler. But uh how was that open mic? That stage looks awesome. It's the same stage that Paula Tompkins recorded his DVD on. Yeah, it actually is great. Um it, it's kind I, of a small room, right? It's small. I would call it like I I don't know if this is a real term or something I made up. It's kind of like a show open mic. A show. Like a show open mic. Okay. Where it's like a booked open mic. Yeah. Uh and like they throw it seems like they throw in some experienced people and then like a couple newbies. Sure. And then, I think that like, happens in smaller comedy things. Yeah. And so. like, uh, so yeah, it was great. Like the room was packed. Um, there was some of the guys from like the Beards of Comedy were going up Ooh, and like, yeah. um, and me. And then like some other, I met some really nice comics, uh, from Atlanta when I was there. But yeah, it was really cool. Like the room was packed with like people like yeah. there to see comedy. Like, I was going to go and sit with my friend who was there, but there was no seats. Oh, okay. Nice. So, I mean, that's how... And it was great. Like, uh, yeah. It was how really fun. How long did fun. you do? I did... I think it was seven minutes. Okay. I actually have the 
I, I, it's a private link, but I, the rooftop used one of the clips from that night. They put it up on rooftop. Oh, neat. And then I actually ended up buying the download from them so I could use it. Sure, why not? It was a good, um, yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, they put up one of them. But yeah, it's a really fun. I would recommend if you're going to, and it's at the Vortex, which is, uh, like the Laughing Skull Comedy Club is kind of like in the back of the Vortex Midtown, which is a restaurant. Okay. That has burgers and like beer and stuff. Really good burgers. Sure. All right. So, so you had a burger and some comedy. I had a burger and I had a beer and I did. I literally, I, I felt pretty cool. Yeah. I literally came from the airport to the open mic. Did you email them ahead of time or? Yeah, yeah. I had talked with them like in advance because I was looking for shows or open mics that I could do when I was there. Because I'm like, if I'm here, I may as well. Of course, why not? Um, check yeah. it out. And uh, yeah, so I had talked to Ben Evans who runs that room and. So he knew I was coming and, nice. and they were very accommodating of my desire I, to go up. I feel like saying that you do comedy in Chicago is kind of a, seems like a bigger deal than we think it is being here all the time. Like, yeah. there's been so many great people that have come out of here in the last 10 years. It was funny. Yeah, I don't, I think it was just like good. They like to have like, you know, people from elsewhere. It's funny, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they were really into their own scene, which is, it's a great scene there. Okay. Um, so that, and it was funny because it's just the way different people perceive things. So I feel like everyone here, a lot of people have a rooftop profile and have clips up there and stuff. And they were like, this person was on rooftop, which is a really big deal. And I was like, is it? Yeah, is it? I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it's bad. I have a profile. <laughs> I can't get them to accept any of my clips and I've yet to do a room that, that records them. Yeah, so. but I mean, like, yeah, typically, like, if you just do one of the rooms that records for them, yeah. you probably have a clip up there. Sure. Um, but it, so I didn't, I had no idea that it was a big deal, but I guess nice. it is. Okay. In the Hotlanta comedy scene. And I just recently got a tape that the quality of both the audio and the video is very good. So I'm hoping to submit that and they'll take mm-hmm. it. But I got to cut it into small chunks because it's too large to upload. You know what I'm talking about. I do. The the business of comedy. The business of comedy. The business of You show. need to know how to edit stuff. I know. I want to learn how, and I don't know if you know how to do this. I want to learn how to uh, do shows on the road and then uh, become famous and then uh, get paid to just do comedy. Do you know how to do any of those? Yeah, the only reason I'm not is just because I've been super busy. Sure. But as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to blow up. All right. I'm going to blow up. Okay. And just um, be huge. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Uh, I think you need to get an agent. Like, uh, you know, agent. you look at a guy like uh, Michael Palasek. Sure. Who does road shows all the time. He does, yeah. And he has, like, someone who books him, like, pretty much, it seems like doing colleges is a good way. Yeah. Um, And he does a lot of colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying, like, take his career, but that might be. I know, I like, so. we're trying to get college gigs through the YFF, but it's so hard. You can showcase what, what you would... NACA? Na- at NACA. There's a smaller um, version of that, too. You can like. get a booth at NACA, which would probably be, like, a good way, Yeah. I think, to start getting booked at those. That's what I want to do eventually. Um, it's one of those is get a booth at NACA. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's what, another reason why I want to like have like this a sort of decent paying um day job because sure. I feel like money kind of does open doors. It sucks, but yeah. it's like if you've got the money to spend on promotional materials and headshots and stuff, and, yeah, and ed- like hiring someone to edit your stuff, or to even have the that? ability to go to a festival because you could get out like with your job. Yeah, if it was a not a regular nine to five, you could just totally go to Bridgeport. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to a festival next week because it's like I 
can. Yeah. I'm just like, see Where like, are you going? I'm going to the North Carolina Comedy Arts Festival. Oh, cool. So uh, it's actually my first festival. I just started applying this year yeah. to festivals because I felt like I was ready. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. Right. It could be good. It should be good. You get to go to North Carolina. I'm excited, yeah. And like, there's a few people from Chicago who are going. Are you um, flying or driving? I am flying. Some of them are driving um, together, and I just, with work and stuff, made more sense to fly. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, and I just wanted to fly. Because it's actually a really short flight. <laughs> yeah. Only like an hour, I think. Or okay. maybe an hour and a half. That's not bad. Yeah. Compared to what, like a 17-hour drive or yeah, something? Yeah. I'm not like, I'm like, I need quiet time. Sure. <laughs> so I'm like. I mean, I like road trips with comics. I went. We yeah, I'm it, sure like, it'd be a blast if I did it. But I just decided this Missouri, time. But oh, yeah. yeah. If you can afford to get there and back via plane, why not do it? I actually like. I had. A, I did. I my plane ticket was probably way more than I should have paid. But next time I'll be smarter about how I do it. If I didn't under, I don't know. I confusedly I like clicked the wrong thing that I. Yeah. Yeah. I've never flown, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like there was something that was like online only, but the way that it was worded sounded like you might not get on the plane. And I was like nervous about that. Sure. And so I was like, I'll choose the more expensive, like guaranteed option. But my dad was like, oh, no, you could totally have done. My dad travels all the time. Yeah. And he was like, you totally could have picked the other one. It would have been fine. But I was like, I was nervous. I just... Sure. But it's no big deal. I mean, like it's a difference of like maybe like a hundred bucks, which is a lot of money, but it's not. Yes. Could you just give me a hundred dollars? Yeah. You seem to have it to I, throw around. I'm gonna actually light twenties on fire after this. Oh, so neat. If you want That'll one, be f- so I, I do that on Thursdays. <laughs> just take out a stack of twenties and I light them on fire. Nice. How much? How much? How large of a stack? Like how many bills? Like three hundred dollars. So oh, that's not that's, a lot of bills. It's a really small stack. It's, it's well, like fifteen bills. I'm not. Rich. Well, it's not really. I don't think a stack is fifteen <laughs> bills. Like you need a good. You need like that fifty, like fifty, twenty dollar bills. I don't think fifteen. <laughs> no, no. I know. But I'm lighting fact. them on fire. I'm saying three hundred dollars. That's if it was one. I guess it's more like a fan of of, of bills. Yeah. Like I could fan stack. those out and then. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Not trying to offend or whatever. Well, what if I put it in like fives? Five or ones. Yeah. That would be a sack. Dealing with the trolley job, I have hundreds of dollars in ones <laughs> throughout the summer. So it's like, it's very impressive. Like I, I bundle it into 50 like dollars. So it looks like it's all these bundles of cash and it's like, no, that's like $200, <laughs> which even to me now is a good deal of money. It's not like I just have $200. No, I don't know anyone who does. Yeah. yeah. I know a few people. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you on the other end I'm of actually, podcast. Yeah. I'm trying to save a lot of money because my job is ending in June. Oh, no. So I need to find, I'm looking for a new job, but also just being like, all right, I need to hoard, hoard money. Sure, of course. Away. No, as a man that's currently unemployed, it's good. To, mm. <coughs> it's good to have a little bit of a stack to like be like, well, I kind of have this money to work on. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to get a semi, like a job that I'm interested in doing. Although, that's a good time to be unemployed if you are unemployed. Well, you're not that far from the beach. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you could enjoy the summer in Chicago, summer in the city. Back it's true. Getting dirty and gritty. And if I was, like, I'm a contractor, uh-huh. so I wouldn't be able to get unemployment. Oh. Because um, I have been unemployed, and I was unemployed during the winter of 09. Oh. And because I got laid off from my other job in October of 2009. So you have to do like 1099s and stuff, or how does that work for you? Yeah, I just paid my period taxes quarterly. 
Um, and I, I feel up, like if you pay taxes, you should still be able to get unemployment. You kind of can, but like basically, because like um, you'd have to prove that you weren't that you were really a full time employee, which yeah. I won't say the company I work for, but they would never say that I was. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like you'd have to jump through a lot of red tape and stuff mm. to prove it. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean, so it's you it, know, and I knew that, but um. So that's the thing. If I was going to get unemployment, I probably would. I mean, I would still be looking for a job, but sure. Being um being on unemployment is interesting because when I was unemployed, I would have people being like, "Oh my god, I wish I got paid for doing nothing. I wish I." And I'm like, "F your face." Yeah. Because I was like, I took it. I had worked for my company that I got uh, laid off from for six years, mm-hmm. so I took it very personally that they like let me go, and I was like sure. very upset about it, and yeah. I was like. Um, I would, and I was like, I have worked since I was 14 years old at mm-hmm. something. And I was like, I cannot handle not working and I'm going to punch you yeah. if you say to me one more time, I wish I was doing something for nothing or getting money for doing nothing. I mean, do you just like, t- probably just watch TV all day. And I'm like, no, I'm applying for jobs. Yeah. Oh, they're saying that trying to be nice to you, but it comes off really shitty or they're trying to be shitty to you. They're, they're trying shitty. to be this girl who I'm talking about. Oh, you know who you are. You know who you are. Was uh, I don't think she was necessarily trying to be shitty, but she wasn't trying to be nice either. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's bold. I mean, you did, like you said, you've worked since you're 14, and you did work for six years straight, and they just let you go. It's not like jobs are just like, oh, there's a job. Like they don't. That's not how jobs always work. No. So. Yeah, I look for. I didn't find anything for like five or six months. Yeah. And it was like with like I barely even got interviews, and I was applying for five jobs a day. Sure, I mean that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's good that you found one. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, um, in my current situation, no one really says it to me because it's not permanent; it's more temporary because of the seasonalness of mm-hmm. my job. So it's kind of fun to just have those few months off to like kind of do stuff. But I've not done as much stuff as I wanted to do. I've been so lazy. I've just been watching TV. Oh my god, it's so great doing nothing and getting paid for it. <laughs> uh, no, no I yeah, uh, I was always like when I got laid off, I was like, I'm gonna because I had just started doing stand up at that point. Yeah, like I think my first show was in August of mm-hmm. that year, and uh, I was like, I'll do so much more comedy. And then I was like, Oh, cry myself to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> Well, I've been sick, but I don't get out as much as I should, probably. But at the same time, I'm under the the philosophy that unless I have some new stuff to work on, although the networking is good and the, the hanging out with friends is good, I don't have to get up every night and do stand-up comedy. No, and I think that's true. I mean, like, I think going out at least, like, once or twice a week is, is necessary. Sure, of um, And for me, like, right now, I'm actually doing a lot of my old stuff at Mike's because I found that, like, not a lot of people know me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I should show them... That you're funny. That I'm funny. I think that's a great idea. Um, of course. You're not going to go to a new city and then try to work on the new bit. You're just going to drop your best and be like, that's right. This is what I am. Yeah. This is who I am. And not that this is a new city for you, but you've been, not that you've been out of the game, but you've not been as in it as you were. Yeah. Before. When I was going to school, I was basically just doing like my show and sure. shows of my friends and like yeah. a few other ones. Sure. Um, yeah. And actually like, uh, I got that advice from, from Cameron to, she was like, you should just do your old stuff because. You know, not everyone knows you. Cameron Esposito? Yes. Yes. Um, which was great advice. And I was like, that's true. Because I always feel the same way like you. I was like, well, I should just do something new. And I was also trying for a while to work on my my riffing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, uh, 
I was like trying to, I was like, okay, I'll just go up and I'll have nothing prepared. I won't even like fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Like at these open mics, which is fine. Like I would sure. like kind of let what other people were talking about inform what I was going to talk about. Yeah. And just improvise. Um, but then I was like, uh, if someone doesn't know me, and they see me, they're going to be like, who, she is terrible. She sucks. She's sure, the worst yeah, person yeah, yeah. at comedy ever. She should stop doing this. So I'm like, I should at least show them I'm funny. And then once people know me, if I, if you fail spectacularly, it's then not it's a big fine. deal. You can, yeah, you have more leeway. You have more yeah. rope to hang yourself with. It's almost fun to see really good comics. Like, like kind of, yeah. Cause it, 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 as long as they're not upset about it, I, I'm not like enjoying laughing at people's pain. But like when someone tries you to, are a masochist. <laughs> when someone like goes up and you know they're great and they like do something and they're like, well, <laughs> like, and they cross it off and yeah. like, it's, it's kind of funny. We all no, know how course. that feels. It's so much fun so. to watch people. The process of it. Yeah, it's 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 funny. That's what will be cool for the rest of our lives, as long as we do this, that we'll get to watch people who we'll never see again and who will be on television, and we got to see them just do exactly stupid jokes and such. Exactly. And have dumb conversations and play darts and live the dream. Darts. Once I got three bullseyes in a row at darts. With, the, with three separate darts? Mm-hmm. How did there, how was there even room enough to have them all three in there? I, well, I don't know. Yeah. It was a pretty big bullseye, I guess. Okay. But I've gotten bullseyes, like, I'm not very good at sports, but every once in a while I have, like, a moment of glory. You have that, like, moment of clarity where it all makes sense? Yeah. And you just throw it and it just goes right where you aimed? <laughs> and sometimes it's just, like, I want to leave and I want the darts game to end. Sure. So I'm like, fuck it, this is for everything. Boom. And, and like, Yeah. You that, all three at the same time. And they all that happened them. once where I was, like, out at a bar and everyone, we were playing darts and it was just, like, a never-ending darts game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys, I'm just going to get a bullseye, so this is over. And I was like, what? And then people went crazy? Uh, yeah, and I was carried out on my shoulder, on people's shoulders. You'd um, be a lot more impressive if you carried out on your own shoulders when you were <laughs> upside down. Like, this really hurts. My head is filling with blood. My other dream is to be in Cirque du Soleil. So I've been training for years as an aerialist. Ooh. That's not true. I would love to be in Cirque du Soleil. Have you seen Cirque du Soleil? I've never, and I don't oh think I will. Oh, my I've God. Seen it on television. It's amazing. Is it that good? Yes. Like I went last year to see, I forget which one it was, in Hoffman Estates at the whatever. Ooh, Hoffman Estates. Hoffman Estates at the Sears Center. Hello. It's amazing. Like, okay. It's one of those, like, and I, I didn't know that I would like it as much as I did, and uh, it's like you're kind of like... Riveted? Like your jaw is it's like, how are they doing that? Wow. Um, it's pretty awesome. I don't like going to shows like that. I don't like going to, like, musicians. I don't like concerts at all. Yeah. So, uh, I can feel you if you don't like the other thing. Because I, people always think I'm a huge weirdo when I'm like, mm, concerts. They're not that much. Like, I went to see, the last concert I went to was Regina Spector at the Chicago Theater. Mm. Big fan of Regina Spector. I love, I love Regina Spector. her albums. Uh, her music sounded really good, but then I couldn't hear what she was saying in between the stuff. I was really high up, and I paid like forty dollars. I mean, that's not that much, but still, that's forty dollars to not be able to hear and see. And it was see. just like this kind of just sucks. I'm just sitting in a chair watching someone play. Like, there's a few bands I've seen that I've I've really enjoyed the concert. Like, if Ben Folds comes to town, I'll go see Ben Folds. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, it's I just don't like the I don't like the other people are at a concert. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, I also hate the other people. Yeah. And then like, I'm just not. I I have taste in music i actually like ben folds and regina specter a lot yeah as well but like a lot of the bands that like all my friends like are bands where i'm like i don't understand <laughs> any like i've seen wilco in concert twice 
Why? And I don't like them. You should not um, have gone to those. No, I know. And it's always because, like, my friends were going, and I was like, that, it was like $25. It sure. sounds fun. Yeah. And then I hate my life. And I I don't want to diss Wilco. I know a lot of people like them. Yeah. They are just not my thing. I like a few songs, but. They're just not my thing. Um, yeah. I'm not saying they're untalented. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> weird eye roll there. <laughs> I have a problem making eye contact mm-hmm. with people. No, it's fine. You've, you've done a fairly decent job. What I noticed <laughs> is that early on in the conversation, and it, every episode seems to break down to then, like, talking about the episode, is I would be, like, looking at something talking, and you would be looking at me, and then I would look at you and you would instantly look away. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, that's fine. I'm not the best at making eye contact either, so it's totally fine. I am, no, my whole family, if you ever saw them with me, they mock me. I feel like I met them at you've, a you've, show. You've probably the met. Stardust. Uh, my, yeah, they were there. Yeah, yeah actually, all, my whole family was there. Um, but like, they all make fun of me for my lack of ability to make eye contact, particularly uh-huh. when ordering in restaurants. Well, because I have a problem and like, so I'll order and then like, as soon as the waitress leaves, they all imitate me <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'll have this. <laughs> like they, <laughs> They're so mean. Sure. And like, I just, I am very, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't want you to steal my soul. I don't know what it is. That's a valid point. Well, I just think, I understand eye contact is very personal, you know, it's, it's a connection, whatever. But it's also horribly awkward. It's, like, cause that, I know someone else is looking at where I'm looking. Like, it's very strange. That's very weird, and I have a problem with it, and I think people think I don't like them. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm just kind of an awkward person. Um, and you are I, very and I, yeah, person. and I have trouble making eye contact with people, and also I'm like, always like, I'm always like afraid to talk to people, even if I know them. So then I think people are like, she doesn't like me at all. Sure. That's, <laughs> that's a weird thing that is in the community that we're in. It's a weird, like, well, that guy's not talking to me, but then I'm also not talking to them. So like, they're probably having the same thought in their head that I'm having in my yeah. head. And it's like a weird sort of, you just want to yell, Hey, but then that's just stupid yeah. to do that. It's like, if you looked inside my head, it's like, should I go say, I don't know. What should yeah. I do? Should I go say hi to them? I don't, do they don't want to talk to me? They don't remember. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they even know me. Do they know me? Yeah. <laughs> There's one comedian in the city who I find very funny, and whenever we're around each other, he almost goes out of his way to in no way make contact with me. <laughs> and then we'll have, we'll talk, but like whenever I come into a room or we're leaving, it's, it in no way makes like contact with me. He even like the other day, he, I was sitting next to someone, he was on this side of me, and he told that person goodbye while I was also sitting here. Made a point to say goodbye to this person, but not to me. And I was like, what the fuck did I do to this person? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It is so weird. And I'm also like, I don't have the best hearing. What's that? I don't have the... <laughs> oh, Hilarious. I see, I see what you did there, Matt. Yeah, Riggs. I turned it around. Go ahead. I don't, I don't have the best hearing. And so if there's a lot of ambient noise, people might be saying stuff to me. Yeah. And I don't know what they're saying to me. And like, like last night I was leaving and a couple people were like saying goodbye and I was like saying goodbye to like the people I know and I sure. don't know what they said to me and they might have been asking me a question that required an answer, but yeah. I was like, nice to see you. Goodbye. <laughs> and like, I asked if she had fish. Like, yeah, asked, it's like a weird. I asked for a ride home and she just left. She's a bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'm very. I get that a lot at show. Like people want to talk to you at open mics, but when I'm paying attention to someone on stage, yeah, I'm paying attention to someone on stage, and then you try to talk to me, and it's just like, 
What? Why are you talking? I'm trying to. It is weird. Yeah, you're trying to be good, and I yeah, I'm using your podcast right now as an excuse to uh, unload all my neuroses on the comedy community, (laughs) so that then when they see me, they know that it's nothing personal. That I'm just weird. All right, that works. Um, so we could yeah. So basically, hopefully, everyone will listen to this and be like, (laughs) sure they will. (laughs) They're clamoring for everyone, especially like the last like the last 15 minutes. They're gonna really meaty. Yeah, we just. I'll make sure in the intro to tell them to skip past the first. And so our stuff could skip past like a lot of this. We don't stuff. need to know about what Chris is with a college. We don't need to know about like marketing. No. Yourself as I mean, a comic. She barely knows about it anyway, and she's got a master's I degree. I don't so know why anything. Would we talk I have about no experience in marketing. Um, yeah, it is weird. Uh, people, I kind of, I, I was like thinking about how if I was taking a different path in life, I would want to take like get like a doctorate in sociology. Or something that would allow me to just study humans like linguistics and hand gestures and all the sure. stuff that we were kind of talking about earlier. Because yeah. it's fascinating, really. Like It is. Like, we're animals. Like, yeah. we're, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, all this learned behavior that we have. It's very And weird. unlearned behavior and how it combines to make us all weird. All of this reminds me... I'm going to end on this. It reminds <laughs> me of a quote from a Regina Spector song. We talked about Regina Spector. Mm-hmm. It's from the song, The Ghost of Corporate Future. And it's a very small quote. It just says, people are just people. They shouldn't make you nervous. <laughs> and if more people took that to... I was going on a date once, and that line came in through my iPod. I was like, yeah, that's right. Fuck it. People are just people. They shouldn't make me nervous. That's great. And the date was totally fine. So everyone in podcast land, from Matt and Kristen, people are just people. They shouldn't make you nervous. We like you if we see you. Yeah, just say hi. Talk to us. All right. Well, we're going to go watch 30 Rock. And it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be super fun. Although the last two episodes have been kind of um, Because I'm a judge of comedy. Well, Kristen, thank you for doing the show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's going to be a good one. And it is a good one. And it already was a good one. And I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye. You waved. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Matt Riggs podcast production. Are you down with MRPP? Yeah, you know me. 